Just touch the meat, all right? Or take a Ziploc bag, put your hand in it, handle your meat, and then throw the Ziploc bag away. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. with producer Joey Murata, Josh Saylor uh, at the board, Michael Chappé over there. And the the May Gray, as they're calling it, is apparently around for uh, a little bit. So get used to the to the overcast. I, I, I can't say I'm complaining too much. No. It keeps things cool. Yeah. You you don't you, this stuff burns off and it's going to be 101. I don't feel so bad sleeping in. But yeah, it, it's kind of reminiscent of the Northwest where you just right. kind of feel like staying in bed right. um until it's 91. It's like why not? Yeah. <laughs> um the bummer, the total harsh toke on this one, Broheim, is that tonight at Vandenberg Air Force Base sometime between 1:21 a.m. Pacific time and 7:21 uh, Pacific time uh, a.m. Pacific time uh, a Minuteman test missile. Once a year, they crank out an ICBM. They pull a missile out of a silo in, like, North Dakota, and they truck it to Vandenberg, and they put an inert warhead, a, a dummy warheads on it, and they do a test launch. Well, that's going to be tonight, and it's going to be a spectacular launch, but there's going to be, like, clouds and stuff harshing our mellow. Why, why do that at such a late night, late, late, late hour? Well, they don't do it for your amusement, oh, thing one. The United States Air Force is on a completely different agenda. And uh, TMZ and your Hollywood lifestyle, they're uh, they're not on our time, which is why it was like you know would it would it just push twist your arm too much to maybe push it to seven twenty or or right before sunup, like right right at six a.m. so that uh, people up and down the coast actually get to see a uh, a missile launch because the last the SpaceX one from about what three months ago. Um, that was cool. I was actually, I was sitting there streaming SpaceX on YouTube and it was like 5.51 a.m., 5.52 a.m. And I pushed it and they got to the two minute countdown. I got up, flip flops on, grabbed a camera, walked out, walked through a barbed wire fence, walked about 10 feet, looked directly west, 270 degrees, right at launch. And sure enough, I got a bunch of pictures of it. And texted them immediately to Michelle Cube uh, for uh, for Bill Handel here on the morning show. The, so that I can work with SpaceX, SpaceX and Elon Musk. They they know that you know this is half the thrill. You see a rocket take off. The Air Force couldn't give less of a crap. Well, like, is this a bigger missile though? I think it is. Yeah, it's an, it's a it, it's a, this ICBM. It is an ICBM. It's a, a it's it's a biggie. I think it'll be a, a bigger glow. But if it's cloudy, which I guess it is, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we talk about this and you were saying that it is kind of a show of force in the U.S. part? Well, no, no. It's actually it's an annual test. Well, yeah, but, you but we don't. But here's the thing: Has it failed ever? No. That's <laughs> and, and also you don't you don't have to publicize it, but we do. And part of the reason we publicize it is to give the Russians and the Chinese a heads up that hey, believe us, we're going to nuke you. We're sending more than one missile, dude. Uh, and what it does is it goes across the Pacific to Kwajalein Atoll. Uh, the Pacific Missile Test Range. That's the landing zone. But the the cool part is it when it launches and the boost phase. Um, but it, it's so bright. So here's a heads up: if you're in San Diego, uh, if you're as far south as like Encinitas, Mexico, um, and you're looking <clears throat> uh, north, like at 340 to 350 degrees, and you're looking line of sight towards Lompoc or Vandenberg Air Force Base, you're gonna see this weird glow. That And the weird visual image is that it looks like it's coming towards you, though it's actually going to the west. And and if you saw it profile, it would be zipping along at Mach 8. But because it has to get up, you know, to the troposphere, the ionosphere, it, it visually it looks like it's something slow and bright coming towards you. Uh, but where we are here in Los Angeles, it's actually going away from – it's going up and away and it's going way faster than than you have because you don't have any reference. You don't have any visual reference. Does it leave the atmosphere? Um, yeah, it, wow. it does. It, it it is um, 
like uh, not <clears throat> not like international space station altitude, but just below that, where there's gravity is still affecting on it. Hence the name ballistic missile. And and so uh, and the last time they did it, it it hits right there as targeted at Kwajalein and all that. But on land. Yeah, and it's and it's a bummer because we're being denied seeing a cool uh, launch. I'm, I'll still wake up. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Like I'm not going to get out of bed at two fifteen or something. So come and work with us here, Air Force. I mean, it's like what? You have a hard life. You're sitting in a silo in a blue jumpsuit. Could it be that they don't want to distract drivers on the 101 that, at that hour? They, I don't know. You know, it's five in the morning when people are trying to go to work. Well, no, because remember, remember that one launch, the other SpaceX launch, now about six months ago, where the people coming back from Vegas on the 15 <laughs> rear-ended each other because I think it was a Friday night launch or something like that. But everyone was shooting video of, of UFOs. There were people flat out saying on their videos that it was an alien attack and all that. It was totally like in the, the desert, Simpsons. Yeah. It was the Simpsons when the ant was on the lens of the TV camera. And the the one guy, uh, his wife is in, in Tagalog, in, in, in Filipino. She's admonishing him to watch the road. And he's screaming back at her. I'll find that audio. And when he changes lanes to the right, some guy right next to him in the fast lane just totally rear ends a car. And this is all in the 15. It caused a big smash-up. And SpaceX couldn't care less. And not one lawsuit against them. Huh? No. You can't, you, can't, you can't get sued no. for that. So in the Air Force, cer certainly, certainly couldn't care less. No. But, uh, so anyway, that's happening tonight. It's happening late, late, late at night. Maybe if you're lucky and you're getting up tomorrow morning, uh, you'll see it sometime um, after when you're heading to work. I know a lot. When I come in for military, for Tactical Tuesdays, um, I'm, I'm on the road like at 5 a.m. And, man, I get, I get people driving to L.A. from Tehachapi. That are tailgating me. So there, there's people up really early. And so uh, maybe uh, you'll see it. Well, of course, we all know what the headlines are uh, this weekend. A uh, uh, a bear in a basement in Monrovia and somebody broke into Rihanna's house. I really don't know, uh, you know, uh, where to go on, on the uh, order of seriousness. Let me start with bear in Monrovia. Thank you. Because this is... Uh, it's HD. It's off ABC7. They're, they have a great piece of video. It's from the homeowner. Um, this this young black bear. They're brown when they're young. They're not. It's not a baby grizzly. But but anyway, we had a bear in Monrovia. A bear break-in caught on camera in Monrovia. That bear getting a little too close to comfort for a police officer. Take a look at this surveillance video. The bear wandering down this driveway into the bushes. The homeowners hear him rattling around outside and call police. Actually the bear's coming up this driveway. Right There's a Land right Rover. Now, he's tooling around. He's looking at the garbage. Way into the home's crawl space. And then he just he shoves his way into the basement. The officer's flashlight scares the bear right out of its hiding spot. And this is body cam audio, or this is, or this is surveillance uh, uh, audio. So the Monrovia PD guy shows up, bear, bear in driveway. That's his call. He gets out, walking up the driveway. He, he has his flashlight out. No bear in sight. He might have left. He might have left. He might have left. And he starts, you know, with that cop 500 lumen flashlight beaming around in the basement. And, and then the bear comes bailing out. Right? Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. There he is. There he goes. The bear running right past the officer down the street. Fortunately, no one was hurt. And he jumped right on the side of the California state flag. Uh, so that that uh, um, but kudos to the cop for not blasting. It, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people. Uh, I'm getting here, and here's the thing: along the foothills there, uh, whether it's La Cañada or Flint Ridge or Azusa <laughs> uh, or uh, Monrovia, bears are a dime a dozen. Bears are not. Bears are not. Is that a wacky sound effect, Josh? Is that actually adding to the broadcast tonight? <laughs> Is that the, are, are people unaware of what would bears sound like? It's hiding spot. I bet a lot of people are. He might have left. He didn't leave, cop. He didn't leave. So yeah, I, I'm assuming you know bear in Beverly Hills probably gets aired out like a sieve for the BHPD. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but uh, no Monrovia. Yeah, it's just another bear. Or if you're a cop and it's up to you to handle it, aren't you getting out with your shotgun? I. Just to maybe put one in the air. Yeah, but the warning shots away. aren't authorized. Oh, and, they're And not. you know what? Is it me? But you remember a couple of years ago, once a week, we were going live like we do with Pursuits now. We were going live with Bear in Backyard. Uh -huh. 
Remember that? Yeah. How come yeah. I haven't seen one of those in like a year? Well, that, uh, I think the weather's going to get hot and they'll be back in the swimming pool. I think, pools. I think it, maybe it is a seasonal thing, but I used to love those. And my wife and I would text each other, we go, oh, barren pool. You know, because you know, it's always a happy ending. They never light up a bear. And especially the one when it's like a mama with three cubs in someone's pool. But they don't do those anymore. So um, I, am, I have the sads. All right. Well, anyway, happy ending there in Monrovia. When we come back, an unhappy ending to the guy who broke into Rihanna's house. Oh. <laughs> um, he got the bear treatment. Uh, we'll be back right after this super hyper local Sunday. Brian Suits in here till 10 p.m. With all the local news, everything you need to know from Santa Barbara on South. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Sunday. This, of course, uh, John Legend and the song, Who Did That to You? And you might even be asking that to the suspect who the LAPD uh, or, or, well, Hollywood Hills. Yeah, LAPD. Tased as he left Rihanna's house. Uh, superstar singer Rihanna's home was broken into by a man who apparently stayed the night before being tasered and arrested by LAPD. Uh, this, according to TMZ. This is, by the way, a TMZ double slam. Because TMZ caught up to Elon Musk in WeHo last night. And we have that hard-hitting interview here in just a second. But <clears throat> so anyway, guy breaks into Rihanna's home, spends the night. LAPD say they received a call shortly before 10 a.m. Uh, this is uh, two nights ago. That a suspicious man was seen walking away from Rihanna's residence. Officers tased the man at some point in order to get him into custody. Uh, her home does have a security system, so if you're thinking of replicating this little stunt, there's news for you. Apparently, it's an ironclad security system uh, and surveillance cameras, but it's unclear how the burglar got inside or if anything was stolen. It only gives you 12 hours to spend them there. I guess. TMZ reports 26-year-old Orange County man was arrested, uh, charged with stalking. Uh, his bond is set at 150000 bucks. I'm assuming, <clears throat> because she was at that New York Met Gala uh, ball where she got lambasted for wearing some, like, sexy bishop costume, which which actually... What for? Well, because everyone, Sarah Jessica Parker was wearing a manger, a, a, a nativity scene on her head, and then Rihanna was dressed as a amazingly sexy bishop um, and uh, sort of a bishop of boners, something like that. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. And so I'm assuming that security steps down a notch when the principal, as they say in the business... Um, he's not is, there. Right. So I don't know if they shut it off or whatever, but but I'll tell you, a, a buddy of mine who lives in that neighborhood, in fact, a little higher up than Rihanna, <clears throat> he the worst mistake he ever made in his life, um, drove the family down to LAX, and they did a long-term parking, and the guy said, how long will you be gone, Mr. S? And he said, oh, well, we're going to be uh, at least seven days. So, and the guy said, because we need to know where to park your car, uh. park in the back or whatever. So sure enough, um, they got back on, you know, day eight. House had been ransacked, and they took their time doing it because he stated they'd be gone for seven days. And you open up the glove compartment, and what's there? A home address. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, don't ever do that. This is a nice home, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so TMZ, again, the sprinting after that Pulitzer, this time last night outside of BOA, the BOA Steakhouse, which is an amazingly high-end steakhouse. Boa Steakhouse there in West Hollywood in WeHo. Uh, so you have you have billionaire genius Elon Musk in front of you getting into a Tesla, of course. Um, and wh what are the questions you would ask the guy? I would ask him about cheap space travel. What about this tube thing? What about the uh, ramming of a fire truck in Utah from uh, of another Tesla? Tesla yeah, that may have been on autopilot. But I want to know about the tube thing. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, the tube thing. Here's the TMZ first question to Elon Musk. Do you think Trump deserves the um, Nobel Peace Prize? Pardon? Do you think he deserves the Nobel Peace Prize? Trump Even Elon Musk Pardon? is saying, do you know who I am? You know, I'm not Rob Lowe. Do you, do you know who I am? Do you think Trump deserves the um, Nobel Peace Prize? Pardon? Do you think he deserves the Nobel Peace Prize? Trump. Wait, is, is, that a, is that a thing? 
to think because of the um, Korea situation with that North and South Korea speak. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one to judge, I think. <laughs> That's, I think it may be premature to judge the North Koreans. So the guy has an even better follow-up. I'll play that when we come back. But, but again, the initial question, even Elon Musk is confused. Even one of the world's smartest men is confused why you would be asking me that. Do you think Trump deserves the um, Nobel Peace Prize? Pardon? Pardon? So, remember, he's from South Africa. Pardon? Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get to this. Uh, what, a, what a cliffhanger I have for all of you. But uh, TMZ's submission for the Pulitzers, at least in Edward R. Murrow this year, what will be the follow-up question to billionaire genius uh, Elon Musk? We'll have that for you right after this from last night, red hot from last night. It's Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here till 10 p.m. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Boom, bye, yeah. more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here till 10 p.m. LA Times endorsing Antonio Villaraigosa for governor of California. Also, the current mayor of LA did say City of Angels today. So we'll uh, we'll get that it, for it, you. It, Times. I, I can't likes find it. Villaraigosa over uh, over Newsom. Over everyone. Everyone. Okay. But I can't find the thing. Um, Garcetti's Mother's Day message today. He oh, said all right. the mothers in the City of Angels. Did he? Uh, yeah, I heard I it. We, I don't. Somewhere. I don't have it. But I just want to highlight every time he says that. So, yeah, the LA Times surprising. Well, some people. Um, the uh, the LA Times, in fact, their their headline is "You're not the only one surprised by the LA Times endorsement of Antonio Villaraigosa." We'll uh, we'll we'll get to that a little later on because it, it doesn't matter. He's being outspent and he's not going to be the governor and uh, the uh, the whole thing. Do you have that? Is it because uh, we just have, I just want to hear Garcetti saying City of Angels. So we'll all of the mothers in our City of Angels. In city of Angels. Thank you for your support and guidance. And I just want like a, a you know, like a, in our City of Angels, a cartoon. Thank you for your support and guidance. A, car a cartoon stick with a three finger glove slapping him across the face. Every time like he Punch says, and Judy. nobody <laughs> says that. City of Angels? No one says the City of Angels or calls or refers to people who live here as Angelinos. He's the only one. And it's it's not sticking. Don't news reports say Angelinos? Some stand-ups out there. I, Angelinos were taken aback by gas prices. When they do, I just eye roll. Uh, L.A. residents. You know, the name of the town's L.A. I like people who live in L.A. Was better. Yeah, yeah, or that. Uh, all right, so Elon Musk, uh, the, the follow-up to this hard-hitting question by TMZ. Do you think Trump deserves the um, Nobel Peace Prize? Pardon? Pardon? Um, the, so that was last night outside BOA, super high-end steakhouse in, uh, in, in West Hollywood. Right there on the border with Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hills. And so, it, and he has, by the way, Musk, he has, he's got real security. You don't know. You can't. He doesn't. Oh. He doesn't roll with gigantic weightlifting, muscle-bound idiots who actually can't move. The guys that are around him uh, are named uh, Nigel and Ian and things like that, and they have they have British accents. They're from a certain country, special forces, and they're all like they, they all have concealed carry here in LA County. Really? Oh uh, yeah, they're very um, Talk, <clears throat> talking up the sleeve. They're really good. Really, 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 really. They're way better. It would name a rapper. Musk's security is in a different league than those guys. Because, number one, you can't see them. He looks like he walked out of the steakhouse by himself. Because, you know, the, the people are like, oh, my God, he just let, let himself into his own Tesla. And I'll, no, 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 no. Oh, must, no, no, no. It must be good if they're thinking the TMZ camera is no threat. Yeah, they, and they know. know who they're dealing with. But obviously, with the guy's a um, functioning moron. He just asked the world's, you know, a billionaire inventor whether or not Trump will get the the uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. Do you think Trump deserves the um, Nobel Peace Prize? Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> so when you can confuse, when you can make the world's uh, richest inventor look like a pig staring at a wristwatch, you've you've really done something. But he follows up with a question that we're all uh, staying up late at night about, and that is, will we, will we be killed by robots, and will they start with the poor people? That's. I think it may be premature to judge the North Koreans. Unless there anyone's a peace prize by yet. 
How real is the threat of artificial intelligence? How real is the threat of artificial intelligence? That's that's the question of the fake intelligence by the TMZ guy. I guess to per, apparently to him, there's no threat whatsoever from artificial intelligence. He's struggling with the actual stuff. So that's the question to to Elon Musk, which I got to say, that's closer than it was wheelhouse. So how does Elon Musk answer? Uh, are we going to be? Is Skynet going to become operational and kill us all? will come to be seen as one of the biggest issues. Really? And what can the average person do that doesn't have a lot of money to protect themselves against AI? I think we should have some... Collaborate with the robots? Some regulation, some oversight. So the guy, the, the follow-up is, what can the average person do who doesn't have so much money? So we want advice from Elon Musk. How can we avoid assassination by the robots? ...against AI. I think we should have some regulation, some oversight. AI, just like we have oversight of other, you know, other things that are dangerous to the public, potentially. Okay, right on. That's yeah. cool. It's incredible. You're okay, right on. Right on. Right on, man. Genocide by inhuman robots. Avoid it. Have have like a government agency. Right on. That's cool. Right on. Scoop. Call into TMZ right then. I'm surprised the guy didn't call into KFI and say, uh, breaking news, uh, why don't you tell that dark secret place a-hole to shut up for half an hour? We, we got breaking news from Elon Musk here in West Hollywood. The robots are not taking over. So uh, there's that. So the uh, L.A. Times, apparently, and this is where I think they must feel so guilty about endorsing Antonio Furicosa <laughs> that the op-ed was entitled, You're Not the Only One Surprised by the L.A. Times Endorsement of Antonio Villaraigosa. i got to say I'm surprised because who else would know him better? I know. Local. I mean, you know. Um, I'm surprised they could they could find the keyboard with their noses up his butt. Uh, Angelinos, and again, here's the LA Times quote: Angelinos, no Antonio. How about LA residents? His two terms as mayor of Los Angeles began in 2005 with, in addition to great promise, his sparkling smile and optimistic pronouncements on the front pages of newspapers and on TV news broadcasts. By 2013, when he was succeeded as mayor by Eric Garcetti, Villaraigosa had amassed some impressive accomplishments. What? Despite the disappointment felt in many quarters and fatigue over his personal peccadillos. No! I, you know what? His his affairs and all that crap, that was the least of my problems with the guy. How about, how about the lies about the trees and the potholes? How about that one? So it's no surprise that the LA Times received several pointed rebuttals to the editorial board's endorsement of Villaraigosa for governor, a candidate with whom voters in Southern California were well acquainted before he was LA's mayor. Um, readers, however, expressed dissatisfaction with the two Democrats, Villaraigosa and, and Gavin Newsom. But so anyway, the the LA Times endorsed Villaraigosa. What did they spell out? What they have against Newsom? Because I'd like to hear it. Well, I I think primarily because the, the, one of their things was that he's he's far more of an unknown quantity here in Southern California because he never comes down here unless he's looking for money. Uh, and then also, there's an implication, and you understand, I'm not being specific when I say this. But in this era of hashtag Me Too, there there is a feeling that Via Ragosa was frankly too stupid to cover up everything. That's why we know we know everywhere he stuck it, uh, and and that he had he admitted you know it broke up his family and his and you know the whole thing. You know we get that. There's no more skeletons in that guy's closet because he's not clever enough uh. Uh, to you know to, to actually find the lock. Gavin Newsom, on the other hand, um, the the word around the campfire is is that. When Villaraigosa decides to play dirty, um, ha you know, having all of his, uh, you know, ghosts exposed, every, you know, everything about him is known. That that Gavin Newsom is well known in Democratic circles for having, oh, shall we say, uh, rumors surrounding some of his relationships with female coworkers and all that. So that's the rumor that I hear, and that and that if Villaraigosa doesn't get something big out of the Democratic Party, he's going to drop that bomb well, wouldn't uh, on, the GO, on Gavin Newsom. The GOP contender would do the same thing, though, wouldn't if, he? If they have it, if, if uh, Travis Allen or Cox, if they're smart, and by the way, that's the thing, <clears throat> in the state of California, if you're a Republican and you have this information, and it's not hard to find, and that's, by the way, it's not like Kamala Harris's past is that much of a secret, but if, if, if you have that ammo on Gavin Newsom in, in 2018, and you're not dropping that, before this primary in June, then you really don't want to win. You're yet another Republican who's just playing the Globetrotters, and you want to make it look good 
and you and you, you just want to make headlines or whatever. You really want to beat Gavin Newsom. You know where that information is, and you drop that, and uh, and 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 make Democratic women, who by the way all know the guy's slimy anyway, just that they're going to vote for him. Which one? Uh, Gavin. No. Oh. Hairdo McGun Grabby. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Via Ragosa. I I just think he was hit on the head as a kid. <laughs> it's all all his. That's his only secret. Uh, all right, uh, we'll be back right after this. And it is Super High Political Sunday. Brian Suits uh, back in just a minute on KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Stimulating talk. It is Super Rapper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. And, uh, well, we have to put it somewhere. Sadly, this is the murder and death block of Super Hyper Local Sunday. And uh, let's start with this one because this was curious. Uh, some of the California investigators are investigating the shooting deaths of a 66-year-old man and his 85-year-old stepfather as a murder-suicide Police in the OC said today that the younger man, 66-year-old man, younger than 85, fatally shot his stepfather and then turned the gun on himself. The bodies were found around 2.30 a.m. at a home in Garden Grove. Uh, Police Sergeant Ray Beck says a preliminary investigation revealed the victim had been suffering from a long-term illness. That'd be the the 85-year-old stepfather. So that's you, you see those every once in a while amongst... Uh, married couples, but uh, that that uh, a little odd uh, in that one. Then, of course, Encino, the normally bucolic neighborhood of Encino, rocked by gunfire on Saturday night. Let's go to our friends at Channel Seven. I forgot their call letters. A double shooting in this Encino neighborhood leaves one man dead and another wounded. Neighbors shocked and horrified. A violent tragedy happened in their otherwise quiet community. This is not common in our neighborhood. This is a very quiet, very good, very, very pleasant neighborhood to be in. And this is the first time I see something like this. Police saying they got a 911 call after 4 this morning, and when they got to the 17,800 block of Miranda Street, they immediately blocked off the crime scene and started searching for a gunman. When officers arrived, they found two victims of a shooting. One is deceased on scene, one's been transported to a local hospital. I don't know about the deceased and the age at this time, um, but we do have an older gentleman at the hospital. Please say the violence was somehow sparked at an overnight party. There was a party at this location, and sometime throughout the course of the party is when the shooting occurred. The search continues for the gunman. The investigation into the deadly shooting here continues. That's your Leo Stallworth. A stalwart there at uh, Channel Seven, and this is uh, this is not the Encino that you go that you see uh, off Ventura. This is this is almost where the Ventura uh, uh, Boulevard goes under Ventura Freeway. So not in the hillside. No, it's on the north side of the 101, and uh, and it's that's not it's it's not the the wealthiest Encinoites live on on uh, the south side on on the hills on the poor side of Beverly Hills on the, in reality, but. This is uh, these are working folks uh, there in Encino, and so um, anyway, one one dead. We don't know uh, where the gunman went, and they don't have a description. So even in Encino, even in the valley, even in Encino, nobody saw nothing. Um, in Pomona, a really unusual situation early this morning, uh, starting Mother's Day off with uh, sort of a a sour note. Uh, a, a man hit and run or just run over by two cars. This is from our friends at KTLA. The hit and run waking up neighbors in the middle of the night. I just heard like a faint scream so I wasn't sure if it was like in my dreams or if it really happened but then I saw the police sirens. A man what are you dreaming of? And believed to be in his mid-20s getting hit by a car on Orange Grove Avenue near Huntington in the middle of this residential street. I hear like like a noise and then I looked and there was someone on the floor. So, but I guess someone had already called the cops. Just after 2 a.m. this morning, police getting that call. The victim, who they say lived in the area, was taken to the hospital, but he did not survive. So the victims identified as 25-year-old Jacob Reyes, in, but the case 
gets curious for Pomona PD when they arrive. Traffic investigators working all morning long, evidence markers, a drone to document this site. By the way, I've never seen that before. There was a small uh, a small four-rotor drone that you can get on Amazon for like less than 150 bucks. But police were using it for a, for a survey for an aerial view of the accident scene, of the fatality scene. So they were they were getting, uh, you know, HD stills and video of the accident scene. And I had not seen that. And that's LAPD? Pomona. Oh, Pomona PD. Pomona PD. Where the victim was struck. The clues drawing homicide detectives to the scene. The evidence that we have so far suggests that he may have possibly been hit by two vehicles. The reason investigators are here is because there is no debris field, which kind of makes it suspicious. Detective Sergeant Sanchez says if the victim was standing up when he was hit, there would be a debris field. The fact that there is no debris field suggests that he may have been laid on the roadway prior to being struck. And he says the driver or drivers who hit the man may not even have realized what it was in the road. Neighbors we spoke to not recognizing the victim, but disturbed at the tragedy occurring just be. So you get what happened there, that if, if you're standing and you're hit, like the the occasional vagrant who runs across the 10 or the 15 or in, insert freeway here, uh, there's a debris field with shoes, you know, stuff and, and the whole thing. In this case, no debris field. Pardon? No debris field. <laughs> Pardon? So the deal is <clears throat> that leads them to indicate or, or, or suspect that the guy was actually lying in the road for whatever reason. Lying in the road. Pardon? So, and then two cars run him over. But uh, so anyway, that is uh, how that went down. In uh, Pomona, so uh, there. You know what the uh, the one uh, the one accident that could have been tragic, but was not tragic out in Victorville, the bouncy house. Airborne with a child still inside. This happened in Adelanto about uh, three o'clock this afternoon during a party there. Witnesses say that a gust of wind suddenly picked up the bounce house and carried it over Highway 395. That's when the boy fell out right onto the roadway. After flying over several fences, the bounce house then came to a stop against a nearby brick wall. That child, we understand, was taken to a nearby hospital. And he turns out he's in uh, fine condition. He'll, he'll be out. But, but in a bouncy house. And I, I thought, okay, first of all, you anchor them down. Right. And if it starts to get windy, hello. <laughs> you empty the bouncy house. Or you wind up on YouTube. And, and so in this case, only one kid was in there. And I wonder if that had to do with, uh, you know, m maybe the incidences of bouncy houses flying around in the wind has been going down as childhood obesity goes up. So if all the fat kids leave and you have the one kid left in there, thing goes flying and mirac and then he it, it poops him out on the highway, on Highway 395. That's amazing. Which you're heading up to where? Carson City. Bishop. Um, Lee Vining, Bridgeport. You know, you're not looking at some bouncy house in front of you. You're doing 90. Right. And uh, so miraculously, uh, that, that kid walks away from that or bounces away or takes an ambulance uh, on the way back. So I, um, I guess it could have been tragic. You're thinking you're driving along. He's like, well, I'll just bounce off this thing. It's like a big balloon. Oh, there's a kid inside. Whoops. Oh, I know. Oh, luckily, it's not going to harm my car, and I'll right. still be in Carson City by 7 p.m. Pardon? And boink. Nope, then a kid comes out of it. Uh, all right, we'll be back next hour. Uh, L Sportsball Caliente, Kevin Figures will join us talking about the NBA playoffs. And the what in the hell's happened to the Doyers? That and more coming up. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here. One more hour, KFI. AM 640, more stimulating talk. Just touch the meat, all right? Or take a Ziploc bag, put your hand in it, handle your meat, and then throw the Ziploc bag away. Pardon? He, 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 he. Thank you. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh... Yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI, I'm 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. Kevin Figures, El Sportsville Caliente will join us. Tell us about the first round of the conference finals in the NBA, which is traditionally when I start watching. So we'll 
We'll uh, get to that. Uh, I did miss um, a uh, an actual gang shooting that happened. You know, we we track those here on Super Hyper Local Sunday. Uh, we did have one uh, 1.30 a.m. early this morning near Manchester Avenue and the Harbor Freeway, the 110. This is according to LAPD. What happened was a 25-year-old man was shot dead, another 25-year-old man critically wounded. Gang-related shooting in South L.A. At least two suspects in a vehicle pulled up with one saying, quote, where are you from, close quote, before several shots were fired. A 25-year-old man was pronounced dead at the scene. Paramedics rushed the other man to an area hospital. Uh, the uh, Also, two boys with them were listed in stable condition. And as we know, if you recall the Jamil Shaw Jr. shooting, that's what led, that, that, those were the words spoken by the illegal alien felon who shot him dead as he was walking home from high school football practice. And the guy said, uh, the guy in that case said, who you with, which is uh, equivalent to where you from. What, what they're talking about is what gang, what, what youth street gang do you affiliate yourself with uh, their young scofflaw? And no matter what you answer, uh, the, uh, the retort is going to be the lead. Um, <clears throat> so 3,000 par- pounds of marijuana seized in Santa Barbara. A panga bust, and that's that's not a typo. We don't have uh, we don't have Chinese pandas selling ganja. It's a, it's a panga, one of those boats. That really and that really advances the story. The old the the bong sound effect. That's Josh on that one. Was that by the way? Was that a shout out to your mom for for Mother's Day? <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I had to. Uh, <clears throat> authorities. By the way, Josh's mom. That wasn't a sound effect. That was his live mic. He just mic'd himself up. Authorities in Santa Barbara seized 3,000 pounds of marijuana and arrested 18 men in a smuggling operation that used a panga-style boat. The incident began as sheriff's detectives were conducting surveillance early Saturday morning near the 101 and Arroyo Quemada. Now, now, producer Joey Murata, your man in the world, what's a panga-style boat? It's not. I want. I was about to say a junk. Yeah, but uh, that would that make me a racist. A panga is it's like um. Gosh, think of like Cambodia, I think, um, or in Vietnam, where they have kind of the roof over, uh, like these kind of river, uh, little. River. Well, that clears it up. Yeah, right here. Thanks. So, I was, Josh, I was hanging the, out with Josh for a while. Play the bong again. Yeah, it's kind of cloudy in this room. <laughs> hey guys, what's going so, on over here? Was, oh, is, are you on strike now? He's on strike. It's just a boat with a long bow. I'm sorry, just it. kidding about the. There you go. <laughs> Panga boat. It, it, it looks like an open boat with a long bow. Oh, like, like the yeah. Jungle Cruise, like the Jungle yeah. Cruise, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just like a, a, with an outboard, just like, just yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, a big yeah. high ocean, high bowed uh, boat. So there's not an actual panda at the helm of the panga boat. <laughs> so anyway, three thousand pounds of marijuana. Now that would be news. And uh, by the way, I know what you're saying. You're all saying, but hold the phone. I thought marijuana was legal in California. Now, why would anyone? be risking jail time in California, smuggling marijuana into California. Well, no, no. You haven't been paying attention. California is taxing the living feces out of it. <laughs> and so people are continuing to go to their original dealers. So, yes, the illegal ganja, the ganja is being brought in on the panja. And so um, it's still profitable. In other words, California found a way. California is fornicating the dog so hard that they found a way to legalize marijuana and yet still not lowball the smugglers who still make a profit smuggling marijuana into California on the, the ganja panja. Uh, anyway. Like greed or what? Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, guy, these guys, guys are like, well, you know, if you want to go buy legal marijuana and you want to not get arrested or whatever, you're paying a lot of money. But people are saying, well, hold the phone. It wasn't that illegal last year anyway. So since there's no downside to continuing, you know, to, to going to Sven or uh, or uh, Isoroku or Rodrigo, whoever you buy your marijuana from, uh, or that Belgian guy, since there's very little downside anyway, why pay all those taxes when you can just go to the same guy uh, and get the same quality marijuana for half the price? So, so Those medical marijuana outlets are actually mm. pushing that medical marijuana is not taxed as much no. as recreational pot. No, no. There's, so that's there's, still an avenue. California finds a way. Uh, no, matter, no matter what, California finds a way to screw itself. So in this case, 
if they were a little less greedy, if California pulled back a little bit, and it's called the Laffer Curve, and the guy's still at USC, Arthur Laffer's still at USC, if you pulled the taxes back a little bit, people would say, well, now I would pay a little more to be completely legal. But no, you have priced it because of taxes so far out that people are like, well, screw it. It's just a ticket anyway. Might that change, though, once actual distributors come online? I mean, I've never seen a distributor. I wouldn't know the first thing about it. But uh, it's it seems like you can't just go and get it right now. I, I don't know. I mean, there I, I don't know anyone who's who's um, going part, the legal part, route. Partaking. I mean, there are stores, right? You go into a store. And I don't say, think so. I'd like to purchase some marijuana. Like one or two in LA County that are so far. Well, they've been uh, they've been filtering up. I've been noticing uh, more pop up uh, with, and they're actually advertising right in the front of the store, like oh, tre- uh, twenty one plus recreational now or something like. And that. it's not a medical spot. Uh, not specifically. A lot of these places, they're like double. They, they have medical, medicinal, and recreational. Um, but, yeah. So. And they will charge you more for a rec. Yep. And you walk in, people walk in. Go, How much more? I'm uh, just curious. Uh, from what I've heard. You mean heard, more than the medical? Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. What I've heard is, uh, I think, like 25% or something it goes up. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's but really this good. is for my night blindness. Uh, dude, you don't have to lie about that anymore. It's legal. <laughs> no, no. Who's saying that? I'm blind. I need marijuana for my night blindness. Um, Tustin, California, was the scene of a possible sexual predator attack uh, this morning. Police are warning uh, women to be on the lookout after a woman was attacked while going whilst going for a walk in Tustin. Residents are on edge after police said the brazen sexual predator, the BSP, attempted to assault the woman during her stroll around 6 a.m. on Saturday in the area of Mitchell Avenue near Red Hill Avenue. Tustin police said the suspect grabbed the victim from behind, attempting to drag her from the sidewalk. The victim suffered minor injuries, was treated and released. Um, uh, he, by the way, he hit her in the face. She fought him off. She kept fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Good for her. He right. finally gave up and ran from the scene. But um, you know, they're dr- six a.m. I mean, they and they set an alarm to get up and do that. So you know, they're you know they're driven. You know that it's clearly it's not like you know the guy de- accidentally deleted Tinder. You know, this is a control freak. This is this is someone. Who 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 deliberately went there at a time when there wouldn't be anyone? Uh, so anyway, somebody find this guy in Tustin and turn him in. Let's maybe arrange an accident. I always thought it would be like the guy that's been on meth all night and he's just like you know he's at you his wits end and now the is. sun's up. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it is. I mean, six a.m. Either the guy is is the most uh, you know hardworking sexual predator responding to an alarm and all that, or that's the other thing is is uh, meth heads are fiending all night long, snorting meth off the forehead of their infant son. Or, or drinkers. Who knows? No. You're, by 6 a.m., you're, yeah. you're passed down a road in Pomona, um, possibly. <laughs> no, but uh, the meth heads at 6 a.m., yeah, that's their nightcap. So, uh, so who knows? But anyway, hopefully people find them. And <clears throat> ladies, walk in pairs. And, when, and if this guy attacks you... Don't let up until he is on the sidewalk. And then with both feet, leap up in the air, both feet on the side of his head. Turn his head sideways so you actually crush it like a honeydew melon. And then you get me on that jury. It'll be uh, TGI Fridays for everybody. That one guy. Yeah. Uh, Hopelessly deadlocked, You can even even draw F.U. in his blood on the sidewalk, and I will still say you're you're innocent. And then it's TGI Fridays for everybody, and I'm paying. All right, uh, when we come back, a dad has, uh, from Clovis right here in California, a father has confronted some dirtbag who was sexting his teen daughter. He was sexting the wrong girl. That more coming up. Super Hyper Local Sunday, Brian Suits, uh, back right after this. And KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM640. Oh, that's so weird. You're playing social, dis- uh, uh, social D, social distortion. I'm playing X. Uh, isn't that weird? We're both playing L.A. bands for the bumper, Josh. That's it. Um, he's still mad at me. Where's that bong sound? I, you know what? You have a green light, Josh, to play it at any point. I'm, I'm sorry for for coming down on you so hard on the. There you go. So the the, the thing that I was looking for, um, you know how terrible. You know what? It's Mother's Day, of course, for 2018. Uh, we uh, we all know that, 
And I know what we're all wondering. We're all wondering, ah! what did uh, what did Terrell Owens do for Mother's Day? Well, before I answer that, if you've ever seen the movie Kingpin, you know that Bill Murray's character, Ernie McCracken, Big Earn, <laughs> towards the end of the movie, they, there's a TV spot. When they're in Reno at the National Bowling uh, Championships, there's a TV spot where it's hilarious because Big Earn is there working with single moms, um, teaching them how to bowl and the whole thing. He's out there working with the single moms. This is the TV spot. <laughs> I'm Ernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy here was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Big Earn saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. Couldn't help myself. But little Billy's not the only one. There's also a little Jason here. Once again this year. And by the way, these are all little kid, little boys and with amazingly hot moms. Yeah. <laughs> or single moms. I'll be sponsoring a fatherless family in every city I bowl with. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already there. <laughs> Jonathan, we're going to fly pattern all the way to the goal line. And then his mom is playing center, and she's bent over the football, and Big Earn is the quarterback. And he's uh, not in the shotgun, if you know what I'm saying. Tennessee! Kentucky! Down the beach! So anyway, that's Bill Murray. This is from the movie Kingpin. Um, and that is uh, that's his uh, his charity where they're working with the uh, the single moms. What did uh, future NFL or uh, is he already in the Hall of Fame? Um, I'm not not sure. Um, what did Terrell Owens do here in Los Angeles for uh, for Mother's Day? Well, he uh, didn't spend it with his mom. He uh, he spent it with single moms. NFL superstar Terrell Owens is making a special Mother's Day visit to help struggling moms and their kids. Owens met with mothers at the Alexandria House of Los Angeles in hopes of giving back to women who are trying to give their children better lives. NBC4's Rick Montanez is live in Koreatown with more on the future of the Hall of Fame's visit. Okay, so far it's eerily like the Bill Murray fake spot where he's giving back to single moms. Visit, Rick. And you guys, T.O. could not be with his own mom today, so he chose to spend Mother's Day with these single moms and their kids. He says he hopes his story from a low-income upbringing to an NFL star will inspire the struggling families. Okay, one more time. Wait, what? With these single moms and their kids, he says he hopes his story from a low-income upbringing... I, just, I, I guess what I don't get, and I don't know enough about his bio, but why Koreatown? But anyway, single single mom. And you guys, T.O. could not be with his own mom today, so he chose to spend Mother's Day with these single moms and their kids. He says he hopes his story from a low-income upbringing to an NFL star will inspire the struggling... Well, I'm not going to question his motives. I'm just going to salute Terrell Owens and his commitment to single moms. So good for him, especially ones in, uh, in Koreatown. So that's uh, good for him. May we all walk in his footsteps someday. Uh, up in lovely Clovis, a California father reportedly learned his teenage daughter was being sexted by an older man, took matters into his own hands by confronting the suspect, capturing it on video, making a citizen's arrest. He said he found out his 14-year-old daughter was being sent sexually explicit text messages after finding her sleeping in March of 2017 with a cell phone that he did not buy her. said he took his daughter's phone away from her, but the teen just got uh, a new mobile device. said he and his wife investigated where the phone came from and allegedly discovered that Hugo Rabson, 42, gave the teen the mobile device. The father said his daughter met Rabson through Whisper, an app where she asked people for a cell phone. In the messages, uh, he asked the teenager to call him Master and Sugar Daddy. So, uh, yeah, there should just, law enforcement should just be real slow. So on that even call. when she was confronted by the parents, she wouldn't give the guy up? I uh, apparently not. They had to do the <clears throat> research to find out where it came from. Uh, evident, and well, or she or, didn't know what she was playing. Or, with. or she said, "I'll never do it again." And uh, and then the guy said, "What?" So <clears throat> there's that. Is he is he charged? Um, the I was wondering about that because I want the audio. I'll I'll get back to you on that. I'm okay. I'm hoping that uh, his body hasn't been found. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I believe. Police are in, are uh, interrogating the father. About whether he went with a wood chipper or he went with the uh, uh, the muriatic acid. Uh, we'll be back uh, right after this uh, with El Sportsball Caliente. Kevin Figures will join us and uh, talk about how the Doyers are uh, pretty pitiful 
and the first round of the NBA Conference Finals. That more coming up. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian yeah. Suits in here. Until 10 p.m. And uh, it is time to check in with Kevin Figures, our director of all things sportsy here at KFI, El Sportsball Caliente. Uh, also, uh, as heard on the Petros and Money show on our sister station, AM570 KLAC, your home of the Doyers, right down the hall. I bet you want to know what that bumper was, don't you? I do. I'm very intrigued. Have you? You've never heard that? Well, it sounded familiar, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. I'll, pl- I'll play you the setup again. John Legend, who did that to you from the Django soundtrack? That's John Legend? John wow. Legend. Wow. How, it had like a bit of a Hendrix uh, tone to it. I know. Didn't, didn't that kill you? It sounds like a song that should have been made 40 years ago. It was made, yeah. whatever, five years ago for a great song. I have a feeling I'll be hearing it tomorrow for Petrus and Money. Possible, very possible. You never know. So, uh, and also there's a good live version. Um, let me start with this. Let's just deliver the good news. Uh, Shohei okay. Otani. Well, on the, uh, the ESPN2 Sunday afternoon uh, national baseball game were the uh, the, Ana- the Angels of Anaheim. Uh, with a walk-off home run, Shohei Otani with a uh, <clears throat> pretty pretty darn good outing, but they pulled him after six and a third. Uh, and uh, so the Angels win, and uh, they're, they're looking good. Yeah, they're looking solid. They're in second place in the AOS behind the world champion Houston Astros. I know Dodger fans hate to hear that, but Shohei Otani has been excellent. Uh, didn't get the decision today, but went six and a third, three hits, and struck out 11. So uh, looked pretty solid. He seems to tire out at times later in games. Still working up some stamina. No one gets different in the major leagues than it is pitching where he came from. So he's been effective both with the bat and as a pitcher. And I believe coming up next week or in two weeks, I believe, will be his first interleague matchup on the road. So we'll get a chance to see him pitch and hit in the same game for the first time. Well, I didn't really pay attention to the Doyers this weekend because why should I? The Cincinnati Reds were 9-27 and last I checked. Yeah. So this should have been... So do you rem- remember how they were going to mop up the floor mat of the NL West last, last weekend in Mexico? I figured it would be the same thing. What, how'd that turn out? Yeah, the Dodgers all of a sudden have become the floor mat of the NL West, if only by one game. They have a one-game lead ahead of the San Diego Padres, who are the doormats. The Dodgers have lost series now, Brian, the last couple of weeks to the Padres, the Reds, and the Marlins, the teams with the three worst records in the National League. You know who has the fourth worst? Whom? Your Dodgers. Your Dodgers oh, are the fourth-worst team in the National League after winning over 100 games and going to the World Series Game 7 last year. Uh, things are not looking good, and that's to say the least. You can't get swept at home by the Reds. And I was one of the main ones. Petros and Matt talk all the time about being the panic brothers and whether it's time to panic or not. I said, look, they'll have, they have a soft part of the schedule coming up. They have the Reds. you got the Marlins. They'll find a way to clean this thing up. Never in a trillion years did I expect them to get swept at home by the Cincinnati Reds. It's unbelievable what's happening right now. On another note, I saw a really good San Francisco's giant, San Francisco Giants personalized plate today at, okay. the, at the Boston Market in Toluca, Toluca Lake. It was mm. <clears throat> SFG, numeral three, in, and then, you know the hand symbol you can get for personalized plates? Yes. yes. San Francisco Giants three in hand. Wow. The world championship. I thought that this was pretty world- clever. Nice way to troll, especially living out in Los Angeles, troll the Dodger fans. Uh, I know. And then before we get to the NBA, you want to hear a really cool story today. Yeah, Um, go ahead. The Brewers are playing the Rockies in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Freddie Peralta, AAA pitcher for the Brewers, uh, their AAA team is in Denver. Well, the scheduled pitcher for the Brewers was sick today, so you know what they did? They called up Freddie Peralta. Okay. But wait, there's more. His mom and dad flew in from the Dominican Republic for Mother's Day to watch his AAA game today. But they actually saw his major league debut today. Wow, how sweet is that? But he had 13 home uh, he had 13 Ks. Uh the Brewer he got his win. He's 1 and 0. He's a major league pitcher in front of his mom for Mother's Day. He's 1 and 0. Brewers win 7 to 3. 
Freddie Peralta's mom flies in from the Dominican Republic to see her son's Major League debut. Not bad. And to go up against that Colorado lineup in Colorado, no less, and uh, have uh, give up only a couple of runs, or a matter of fact, no runs, give up just one hit. So that's a pretty impressive uh, pretty impressive Major League debut. We weren't even expecting it, by the way. Yeah. So happy Mother's Day to, to his mom and, on that and one. Neither was he. Yeah, thir- 13 strikeouts in five and, five, uh, five and two-thirds innings. Five and two-thirds. That's pretty impressive. Pretty amazing. Um, all right. Well, now we're down to the conference finals. I actually watched. And what the hell did I see today? Is, is LeBron James still in the NBA? Because there was a guy wearing his number. And yeah, then there, so were four, there were four other guys dishing him the ball, and they didn't seem to be actually playing the game. Well, see, this is what we saw in the Indiana series with, Cle- uh, with Cleveland, where LeBron James, if he happens to struggle, he's just not getting any support from his, uh, from his uh, other supporting cast members. He got a lot of it in the Toronto series, and I think a lot of it is matchup you know, related. You know, Indiana plays a very similar style to the Boston Celtics. They're good defensively. They move the ball offensively. There's really not one guy that you can hone in on on a night-in and night-out basis, whereas Toronto kind of isos a lot and relies on their guys in the backcourt. And you saw today... Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and there's another situation on the road, just getting run off the floor. And LeBron James, Marcus Morris all of a sudden is the LeBron James stopper. He came out and said that he's the best defensive player not named Kawhi Leonard to defend LeBron James. And you look at LeBron's stats today, 15 points on 5 of 16 shooting with 7 turnovers. It's hard to deny that. And, oh, by the way, Marcus Morris scored 20 points and had 10 rebounds too. So he was doing uh, a little bit of everything. And at one, uh, at one I, point, the Celtics were up 28 points. And you could right. you could see, I mean, these guys are pros. LeBron's not going to break a sweat trying to come back. He he was wondering if he can sign with Houston now or if he has to wait <laughs> for the uh, for the season to be over. Yeah, it kind of looks like he might have one foot out the door. And do you blame him? When you have guys like Kevin Love no. you know, not performing or J.R. Smith who shows up once every three games. You know, it's something that's been going on this entire postseason for him. Just when you think the Cavaliers are starting to break out of whatever slump has uh, affected them, they never do. And by the way, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers throughout this entire playoffs, their defense was horrible during the regular season, and it was just as bad. Uh, in game one today, uh, Boston shot 51% from the field. Uh, not not a recipe for winning in the postseason. No. So tomorrow night, Golden State, uh, they uh, they, Houston. they start. And there's talk that Clay Thompson actually wants to walk away from Golden State. But we'll 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 take that up uh, next Sunday. All right. Kevin Figures is part of the Petros and Money afternoon show on AM 570 KLAC, your home of the Doyers. Also part of the FNA podcast available on iHeartRadio and other places. But just go to iHeartRadio. And you can uh, mm-hmm. download the FNA podcast with you and that other dude. Uh, all right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. I'll let you get back to American Idol on DVR. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll come back right after this. The uh, man in Fresno and Clovis who confronted the 42-year-old dirtbag who gave his 14-year-old a phone. In person? To sext her. Was it in person? Yes. Ooh. We have the tape. When Ooh. we come back, we'll be back with that right after this. Super kind of local, San Joaquin Valley, uh, hyper local uh, right Sunday there. right Yeah, just uh, two or three hours away. Uh, back right after this, Brian Suits uh, in here till 10 p.m. KFI M640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappay with the news. Mama, if I am 648, more stimulating talk, it is Super Hyper Logo Sunday. I get it, it's Mother's Day. That's why you're playing that. <laughs> so, uh, Brian Suits here. I don't, um, I, I guess my, my uh, should, should we get all Debbie Downer and do our Mother's Day things? I, I would say this. <clears throat> Something that I've noticed is, is that um, my mom was a very athletic, tall woman. Uh, and my wife is is really athletic, and m- my mom had was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was uh, about eleven, and she went into a hospital bed really quickly, and so my mom never got to you know come and see football, swimming, or anything like that. She was a huge, huge sports fan, way more than my dad. My mom was a huge football fan because all of her younger, she was the oldest kid, all of her brothers. Played college football. Her her the brother right behind her played in the CFL for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Ray McLeod, and um, <clears throat> and played for Oregon. All this, but she couldn't come and see me play. And and 
And it was, you know, it was it was a bummer. I know she wanted to do it. I would come home and tell her. But what I see with my wife and my daughter is what, you know, should have happened in a perfect world with me and my mom. Uh, and so I, I, I wish I had been, uh, you know, I, I, I was understanding later on in life, but at the time when you're 13, you know, you're actually mad at your mom for being in a hospital bed. As, as weird as that sounds, that's how 13-year-olds react to stuff like that. So now I see that the best mother in my life is, is my wife uh, and the way that she has raised our daughter. <clears throat> who's uh, my, my daughter, every, every minute my daughter is courteous, uh, you know, thoughtful, kind to the dogs or the chickens or whatever. It's, it's because of my wife. It's not because of me. So did I bring everyone down? Was that awkward? Was that uh, nah. wrong, wrong night? Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've saved a lot of money the last couple of years for a couple of reasons. But one of them is that we have a feud going with her parents, our in-laws, who are just a-holes. I mean, just, just control-freak a-holes. And I don't want to get into it here. But, but it's, it's been this time of year, we've saved a lot of money. not having for, for, no. But they don't really mean. Every woman says that. Every woman says, oh, no, mom, my mom, Ermagerd, I don't ever talk, want to turn into her. Well, they don't really mean that. They, what they really mean is, oh, I love my, I, every year I get older, I love my mom more and all that. Not my mother-in-law. No, my, my, my wife and her, I, if, if they ever talk again, I'd be shocked. I'd be surprised. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, no, she, <clears throat> our, our, her mom, our, my mother-in-law. Does that extend to Christmas, too? She, oh, yeah. Oh. She did something. She crossed a line family-wise that we we're, we're never going to uncross. And so, uh, so and, and it's going on like three years now. And so we're roughly adding up the Home Depot gift cards that we would have been mailing up there. I'm, I'm saying easily we saved 300 bucks. Oh. It's not our fault. That's no. the other thing is we don't have to feel bad about it. It's that Supreme Bee's fault uh, wherever, uh, in whatever ring of hell she's in. Though she is still alive. We don't know. We, we know that. So anyone else? Uh, any time, anyone want to top that up? No. No. Uh, no chance for reconciliation? <laughs> not. Uh, the dad maybe stepping in and. Hey. Oh, he's part of the problem. Oh, yeah, not while I'm breathing. Wow, it's not—they're not my parents. I told her balls in your court. You know, if you, if you want to reconcile with them, um, you can, but uh, don't expect me to be there at the Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, at, at the Applebee's, you know, for that one, um, because it's the best they would get. So anyway, and uh, all right, well, so here's besides me, here's the other dad of the year. <laughs> Uh, a father who caught a man sexting his teen daughter took matters into his own hands and with no violence involved. This is a guy who has his eye on the ball on this one. Though, but then again, if you if you knocked a tooth out or two, the jury probably would uh, see their way clear to let, letting you go. So <clears throat> last year, his 14-year-old daughter had a cell phone that she should not have had. She He finds out who it's from. It's from a 42-year-old man. So he arranges... Uh, to meet the 42-year-old man. This is in Fresno. In the little town called Clovis, just outside of Fresno. This is actually in Fresno. The man goes to a local city park thinking he's going to meet this 14-year-old girl, and he has been texting her all kinds of filth. So the guy and a buddy go to make a citizen's arrest, and this TV news report from News Channel 3 in Fresno starts off with the video of the guy saying, the whole world's going to see you. The whole world will see you. Hugo Rabson is on blast. An angry dad made sure of it. Todd Thomas met Rabson in March 2017 after finding his 14-year-old daughter sleeping with contraband. She was laying there with her head, head on her arm and a cell phone in her hand. And I, I, don't, I don't let her have a cell phone. Thomas and his wife did some digging. Their daughter told them she met a man named Hugo Rabson, a 42-year-old, on an app called Whisper she could access without her own phone. Rabson eventually gave her a phone inside a hollowed-out book she kept to hide the phone at home. A hollowed-out book? Like he's keistering drugs to give her in prison. He hollows out a book to give her a he, cell phone. He furnished it. Crystal clear, this wow. guy knows what he's doing is way wrong. Plus, he's named after, a, like, a Bond villain, Hugo Rabson. And he used it to send her messages. I was shocked at what I found. The, uh, the messages that this man had sent to my daughter are worse than anything I'd say to a one-night stand, even. But... Wow. What? 
He he wouldn't say that to a one night stand. Yes. <laughs> Whatever I, the guy said. I don't know. I'm I'm not an allergy man on this one. I'm just saying I might have gone a different direction than my daughter got worse messages and things I would say to a one night stand. What I found, the, uh, the messages that this man had sent to my daughter are worse than anything I'd say to a one night stand even. I dug up an arrest. Even. You, you understand? There's some, some lines he won't cross. Even. That this man had sent to my daughter are worse than anything I'd say to a one night stand even. I dug up an arrest warrant revealing the con. They were worse than the letters to the editor of Hustler. Ten of some of those messages. Daddy needs to see his little girl naked, he wrote, using the nickname he wanted to be called Daddy Sugar. And it only got worse from there. Not Sugar Daddy, Daddy Sugar. Mm. That's actually in the text message. Thomas says his first instinct was to beat the guy with a baseball bat. Yes. I wanted him gone uh, off the face of the earth, you know. I mean, I couldn't believe he had done this to me. I can help you with that. My baby. But he knew violence wouldn't help anyone, so... I've got 11 acres. I'm not he so has sure. to... <laughs> yeah. one, one pound of lime per 10 pounds of uh, body weight. The new plan. He posed as his daughter and texted the man on the other end of the line, asking him to meet at the same place where he gave the girl the phone. The guy was sitting alone at this table, facing the dirt road. And he brought a friend to help him make a citizen's arrest. They recorded some of the interaction with Rabson. The whole world will see you. Let the whole world will see you. Clovis. So there, there you go, up in Clovis. They confront the guy. He is arrested by police. Oh, uh, he was? Good. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be on trial, the whole thing. But, uh, but, the, but the man, the citizen, made the citizen's arrest. Uh, again, the, the messages on his daughter's phone were worse than things that he would say to a one-night stand. That this man had sent to my daughter are worse than anything I'd say to a one-night stand, even. Even. So there you go. Uh, all right, thanks to uh, Joey Murata and uh, Josh Saylor. And Josh, as a... As an olive branch, I'm sorry for mocking the drop. I got you a Coast 103.5 coffee cup, if you want. Right, right here. It's a Christmas coffee cup when we busy. play all Christmas music. And Michael Chabay, we'll uh, see you next Sunday. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk.